I slept in urine once. <laughs> was it your urine, or did you just come buy some urine? It was. It wasn't my urine. My friend's little brother was in the tent with me, and I'm pretty sure we were all sleeping. We we're basically sleeping in a creek bed, and it rained like crazy. And the creek bed filled up, and we all got wa- we all got soaked because the tent wasn't waterproof because we're idiots. And uh, then the kid peed because he was floating in water and he peed. And so we're all sleeping in piss. And that's just fucking, that was our new life. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the IO panel. Today is episode number 62, which we're recording on June 11th, 2017, in the year of our Lord. With me, as always, are the other two hosts of this show, Evan and James. Evan, how you doing? I'm doing excellent, thank you. A salute to all of our listeners out there. Very good. James, how are you? I'm quite well. Glad to be back. Okay. Well, let's go on to the first... No, I'm kidding. So, so James, how was your weekend so far? How was your week, I guess? Um, Busy week as usual. Uh, Weekend was chill. Didn't really do anything. Um, I played lots of video games and overslept several times <laughs> so I too got sucked into the wee hours of the morning playing video games any game in particular I'm playing Quake Live and a little bit of Quake Champions Quake Champions huh yep well, okay and I was playing Payday 2 last night and Payday 2, Star Citizen, and uh, Wild, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. I also found out that the uh, ID office at my job, who also hands out uh, parking pass stickers, has essentially bank hours. Because I went, I finally got my tags for my new car. And I went in like two hours early on Friday. It showed up at 1 o'clock because I didn't know how long it would take, what I have to fill out. Brought all the paperwork and walked in. And apparently they're only they're open from 8 a.m. to noon on Fridays. And essentially the same time during the week. Hmm. But, you know, a couple, a couple extra hours, Monday to Thursday. But that was a blower. Hmm? Oh. Mm-hmm. A what now? A blower. Uh-huh. I've, been de- I've been addressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. An unfortunate situation. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Make it happen. First world problems, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I haven't been up to much, you know, working, living. Um, did go to a coworker's party yesterday. Hey, now that was a uh, that was a good time. Was this was a birthday time. party? No, just like uh, you know, have friends over. It's the summer. 
an party. adult get together. Yeah, with yeah. no particular occasion. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There were I, I a couple invited, small but children. I forgot about it. Well, that's okay. I'm a bad person. <laughs> For coworkers listening, I'm sorry. I I forgot. Correct. Well, that's all right. There were. Well, I got there a little later, um, so I missed one of these small childs that was there. <laughs> they left early. Um, Did you miss me with every shot so far? <laughs> but uh, there was another small child there. But you What's know, his obsession? Sorry, this is like bordering on like uh, obsession now. No, no, just, just like why do you exist? You're almost a tiny person. I am a normal-sized person. I don't understand you. Correct. I was not a kid once, ever. (laughs) I was born into adulthood in my current form. I feel like if Michael had a kid, he would just hold it up in front of it and like just stare at it and be like, What are you? What are you doing here? (laughs) You have a wallet? How do you get a wallet? (laughs) Are you just issued credit cards? Or what happens? <laughs> Pretty much. It's like you damn sure don't have any keys <laughs> or friends. That's right. Because <laughs> so you can't are talk. You a person? Technically not. It's a mm-hmm. chicken before the egg scenario. You know? It's very true. <sighs> All right. Well, we'll have, to ex- we'll have to explore that another time. Yeah. Um, let's dive in here. So, first right. news story. Evan, I think you put this in here. I did indeed. So um, the first slightly sensational title of the day, a new cancer drug is so effective against tumors, the FDA approved it immediately. And why it's misleading is because actually this drug has been in development for almost a decade, which is actually pretty typical for uh, prescription drug or any drug, really, to go through the FDA testing and approval process. So. Um, a new cancer-fighting drug named, was whose street name is Keytruda, I think? Street name. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, street name. <laughs> uh, has shown some very promising results in a recent small, um, small study. I'm a fan of those, as we all know. A uh, trial of 86 cancer patients who either had advanced cancer of pancreas, prostate, uterus, or of their bones. So the results were 66 of those 86 patients, which is pretty good, had significant tumor shrinkage and stabilization, and 18 of those had their tumors uh, disappear completely. So this is limited to a very small subset of people who have a genetic mutation whose uh, cells do not repair themselves, basically. So for the for that small subset of people with these particular advanced stage cancers, this could be um, quite a saving uh, a saving grace, a savior. Is that you know what I'm talking about? A good drug. A good thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it will you know be worthwhile for people who have other cancers or who don't have that genetic mutation in particular. Um, but it's promising. So if you, if you are in one of these small groups, then please look this up, consult your doctor. 
Alright. Mm-hmm. So, next up, not really big sensational news or anything, but I just thought this was interesting. Metro is in the process of replacing their some of their older rail cars. So since last year, the year before, they've been replacing a lot of their cars with the new 7000 series. But by July 1st, they're going to have replaced all of the 1000 series cars, which are the original ones, and all of its 4000 series cars. So apparently the 4000 series cars are not as old, but they're considered the least reliable Hmm. in the system. What is Metro? What is Metro? It's a good question, James. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Metro is the subway system in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. We here at WMATA would like to enjoy you to enjoy your ride. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Exactly. So the 1000 series cars um, were introduced when the Metro was opened in 1976. So these cars are quite aged, mm-hmm. although they have been reliable. Well, they've been reliable. They've been refurbished at one point, but they're also the ones that are the more dangerous ones, I believe, in a crash. Mm. You know, like they're they don't have either, crumple zones. Either they either they're too rigid or they're not rigid enough, or you know, I don't know, whatever it is. But they're one big crumple zone. <laughs> yeah, that might be what it is. So. So, yeah, after July 1st, that's that. They're gone. Hmm. I wonder how many are left. Do they have like 2,000 and 3,000 series cars? They do. Are are those still going to be in service? They're going to replace those also, just not Mm. right away. Okay. Tell me the new cars have Wi-Fi and are awesome. They don't. I don't think they have Wi-Fi. Although I have heard rumors of. Is it 1932? Fuck. <laughs> they are supposed to. I think I heard something about them putting Wi-Fi in the metro system, but I haven't seen anything recently about it. You think Verizon would be like right on top of that? I mean, Verizon cell, well, Verizon has cell has cell carriers. Yeah, but you, you cell think towers they'd be like on top of like having some kind of a pay-for-play Wi-Fi service. That runs through the, you know, through through the metro system, because their service is there. Like it seems like the logical next step, right? Hmm. Like well, I mean, why is their garbagey service? Why provide? I mean, I guess you could provide that and jack up the price so people be like, "Fuck that!" I'll just get extra data on my phone, and then you get money that way. Well, no, yeah, that's what I would think. They would do like have Wi-Fi down there, and then give it free to customers, and then. Anyone who's not a customer, make them pay or become a customer. Like if you live in, if you're a DC, if a if you're a Washingtonian, and you spend a lot of time in the metro, it would behoove you to have Verizon just for the just for the free Wi-Fi. They get like pretty if, good signal down there, anyways. They get great signal down there. I think they have must have repeaters in those tunnels. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. Yeah. Michael was the first one to point that out to me, and I was like, "Oh, it's true." You know, it's a good. It's a, it's a reason to have Verizon in DC, honestly. So you want them to turn into Comcast, where they have, they use all the consumer uh, internet connections to form a wireless mesh network that everyone, every Comcast customer can use for free. They're all, they're all horrible, so they're all the same. <laughs> like all of the companies are like 
we want to eat your soul. You know what I mean? So, whatevs. Yeah, might as well use yeah. their service. I, mean. I wish we would have a... <laughs> I just want us to have a better internet, which means more Wi-Fi for people to use and that kind of stuff. So, that would get us on our way. Mm-hmm. You want more of those wireless waves cooking your brain, huh? I forgot I was like yawning into the mic. My bad. It's okay. Yes, yawning yes, is fine. Just speak into it. So, next story up, brought to you from TMZ.com, our favorite, uh, our favorite source news of network. Yeah, our favorite source of information. But uh, James will James will like this. So the the former MMA fighter War Machine has been sentenced to uh, life with the possibility of parole for the 2014 beating on his ex-girlfriend, Christy Mack. Yep. He'll be eligible for parole after 36 years when he's 71. Hmm. I somehow think he won't make it. Oh, yeah? He, he is a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah, I'm surprised he's still alive. Apparently, he tried to commit suicide uh, when he was arrested in 2014. I thought this whole case was done. I thought I thought this was over. I mean, essentially. Well, it's finally reached its conclusion here, three years later. I was actually was wondering about this myself. Beaten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, broken teeth and... No, well, that wasn't the first time. Oh, really? Mm-mm. With this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right, well... We're glad you're still here, Christy. That's right. That's right. We appreciate what you do. She doesn't do it anymore. That's we appreciate just... what you did. She thinks people want to buy hats called the Mac from the Mac market. <laughs> like, like, like Christy Mac, we love you when you're taking cocks, <laughs> not when you're trying to sell us hats. Like, I don't want to buy a hat from you. I when you said Mac would. market, I was like, oh, she's an apple shell. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. that'd be great. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> Apple, yeah, I got to respect for you. All right. So next thing up. I'm sure you guys have heard about this. The uh, 25-year-old contractor who was working for the NSA, she was arrested by the FBI for leaking secrets. So she she was trying to pull a pull a Snowden sort of. Oh, mm-hmm. reality Sarah winner. <laughs> reality winners. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the okay, so you know, I've read a couple articles on this and I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. But I'm like, just her name. I'm like yeah. Her parents fuck. Either her. I'm like, either this story is complete bullshit, and they're just fucking with us. Like it can't be Sarah Jones. Is that a reality winner? That's her name. Yeah, her parents are horrible. Yeah, I don't even get it. And apparently, she used to be in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. She's a six-year veteran of the Air Force. So that's interesting. Basically, what what if for those of you who don't know. She leaked a uh, article, or she leaked she leaked some documents to the Intercept, which is the same online news source that um, Edward Snowden leaked to. 
that uh, and there's some documents from the NSA that are uh, talking about how Russia interfered with the U.S. presidential election in 2016. So, <clears throat> and the way they caught her was that they were able to, the the uh, government was able to get a copy of the printout or whatever that she she made and printers leave a unique mark on all documents printed like on purpose and so they were able to analyze it and see what what printer it came from this can't be all printers though this doesn't make sense yeah, i was going to ask if it was all printers or like yeah so, you know certain Enterprise level Xerox and HPs, I'm sure, do it. Skiff printers or something like that. But also, I heard that that's probably it might be bullshit because I mean that's I mean I've heard this before. No, no, no. That that is a thing. But the picture, so uh, the picture that was the document that was leaked was got back to the U.S. government. It was a picture of the document. So. If they had the original document. It's a good-ass picture. Well, so there's that. But there's also (laughs) the case that only six people had access to this document. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't too hard to figure out who it was. Yeah, that's that's what I think the thing was. I I saw this article on ETC News. They talked about this, and they were talking about it. They didn't mention this aspect of it at all. They were like, yeah, there's only like five or six people who had access to it. And they could whittle that down to like just her by just common sense. Like it was really easy to find her. And this this whole printer thing is, I mean, I don't plan on leaking any documents, but I found it interesting. I was not aware of the whole microdot situation. I don't think this is. I don't think it's a thing, man. It is a thing. I don't think it is. I think it's bullshit. I call bullshit on this one. Maybe but, it's but here's the thing. I wonder if it's only on color printers or or what. Oh, it would have to be only on color printers. I would assume. So what are the what's the micro dot printed with? Yellow what? ink. Yellow ink. Very. It's a bit, so it's very very light. Very small yellow ink, and it's pretty hard to see if you just look at the paper. But if you like scan it and reverse the colors, you can see the pattern. And then you go plug it into, there's some website that has it. I'm sure there's multiple, you know, keys or references, but you plug in the pattern and it shows you information about the printer and when it was printed and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm looking here online and it says the uh, EFF stated in 2015 that documents that they've received previously through FOIA requests, um, suggested that all major manufacturers of color laser printers entered a secret agreement with governments to ensure that the output of those printers is forensically traceable. Oh, my God. So it's real. Yeah, it's real. We need to learn how to file FOIA requests. There's They had a whole thing on that at the the conference we went to. FOIA? Freedom Freedom of Information Act? Like, you can ask for anything. You just have no, to know no, what yeah. to ask for. Okay. I know. I was like, he was like, FOIA. I was like, what the hell is a FOIA request? Like, oh, <laughs> Freedom of Information Act. Fro- Are you trying to say frozen yogurt? Yeah, FOIA. Fro-yo? Fro-yo? I request, request some FROYO. 
Yeah, we got to file some Froyo requests. <laughs> I want to file a couple of those right fucking now. Just take a bowl of frozen yogurt, put it in a locked cabinet for seven years until someone asks for it. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. That's awful. So, all right. Like so don't request. Don't leak. Yeah, don't leak documents, and uh, don't be named reality winner. I mean, <laughs> it's just weird, man. It's they just so weird. Re- I feel like they shouldn't have released this, though, right? Like they shouldn't have said how to do this, because now I know how to beat it. Like I could beat this probably. You print to the black and white printer and not the color one. <laughs> yeah, or just take a picture. Done. Use a fucking tiny camera like James Bond, or use a use your regular webcam. Your regular, most of our regular, you know, Google Pixels and Androids and and iPhones do a great job replicating duplicating documents. Mm-hmm. True. It seems like it seems like they shouldn't have said anything about this. I think most people wouldn't have known this. Just take anyway. a picture in grayscale or whatever. Yeah, or just or just scan the picture, mm-hmm. print the picture out, then scan it. Then crop only the data you want. Then do an OCR. Then take that and then dump it into another document. If you really want to be hardcore about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Very I true. guess the whole thing is you want to prove that it's proved authenticity with headers and letterhead and stuff. There, so that that you couldn't do that anyway. We're not theory crafting how to defraud the government here. Um, <laughs> please continue, Michael. Okay, so I just uh, wanted to mention that uh, Adam West died. Sad. Yep, he's 88 years old. For those of you who don't know, he was on the uh, television show from the, was it the 50s, 60s? Um, Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. It's the very kind of corny TV show, but it's the one I grew up watching reruns of and always always liked. You know, that was my first exposure to Batman, really. Yep. Yeah, me as well. And uh, I, always, I always thought it was awesome. You know, that's the one with the big graphics where, you know, they get someone gets punched and it's like, pow, you know, or whatever on the screen. And it's pretty cool. So he also played the mayor of uh, Quahog on uh, the Family Guy TV show. Uh, kind of an idiot. <laughs> and Investigating all the plants stealing the water. That's right. <laughs> and so I put a link in here in the show notes to uh, a scene from uh, Family Guy where Adam West becomes confused and thinks his last name is Adam Wee. Just W E. It's a pretty pretty funny little scene. So um if you guys get a chance, just check that out. Um so yeah, it's sad. But uh eighty eight years old, I guess he had a he had a long run. Yeah. So James, you got anything to add? No, I mean I I, whenever someone dies, I put it on my Facebook and I change my picture. Um, that's that's a lame way to celebrate someone's life. But it's a very touching tribute. It's <laughs> you pour out some of your forty. I I, I mean <laughs> yeah. Adam West is he, he's a if there's he's an I icon. Mean, he's an icon, but I mean if there's it's one of those things where when someone like that dies, you like you realize your own mortality. Um. Because he's like a forever type of person. Like he was in, like he's always found a way to land on his feet and continue acting or being on Broadway or being funny or whatever. So it's, you know, sad to see him go, but, you know, it was inevitable. I guess we all knew it was going to happen. Roger Moore just recently died the last couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So 
just just fucking crazy, man. You know, it sucks, but it is what it is. Yep. All right. So next up here, looks like we have something that you put in here, James. Yeah, this is just a funny anecdote that I I picked up from uh from ETC news this week. Um so we have uh there's a there's a horror a horror series, a horror movie called The Babadook. And The Babadook is about a mother and a son who there's some kind of a guilt situation going on without spoiling it. The Bob, well, I'm going to totally spoil it. Actually, the Babadook is the embodiment of guilt. Um, that's what he is. It's scary, but it's scary in a way where you don't really see the Babadook and like, it's psychologically scary. Uh, it's one of the rare psychologically horrifying movies. And I found it pretty scary, but not scary in like a way that like jump scares, but scary in a way of like, Deep in your core, you're like, I should call my mom and tell her I love her. Like that, like that, that's scary like that. So, but, uh, and I'm, I I will go and tell you where this all started. (laughs) Basically, uh, about a year ago, the, uh, Netflix accidentally made someone's, you know how Netflix organizes everybody's information and says, oh, you'd like this. Well, it says <clears throat> LBGT movies, and it has the Babadook mixed in there. Someone took a screenshot of it, and they said, "So proud that Netflix recognizes the Babadook as gay uh, as a gay representation." There's nothing about the Babadook being gay, but that's that's how this started, and uh, or that's what popularized it. This this post on Tumblr. And then it just went ham after that. And I posted this because it's just fucking hilarious. Like, the stuff that people have written here is some of the funniest shit you have ever seen on the internet. Uh, this was on on the the comments. I'm going to read some of these comments. On the on the uh, Babadook, my favorite LGBT, LGBT movie um, post from Tumblr. Whenever someone says the Babadook isn't openly gay... Uh, like, have you, have you even seen, watched the movie? Uh, it's canon, basically. I mean, he created a pop-up book of himself for the drama of it all. <laughs> um, and then some guy says, you guys realize the Babadook's about depression, right? And the next person says, yeah. And he was gay? Question mark, question mark. The next person says, um, and these people are trying to like explain to the crowd because these guys are like the straight men of this comedy act um, without knowing it. It's all a ham-fisted metaphor for grief uh, after the death of a loved one. Just uh, just her depression, but it all uh, re- all the related stages of grief. No, the Babadook was a man fearlessly, pr- fearlessly and proudly loving other men in spite of society telling him that his love was wrong. Like watch the movie, <laughs> and it goes on from there. I really, I really think if you want to have a good laugh, read some of these posts. They're so funny, and they're they're just like the B and the B in LBGT, LGBT stands for Babadook. Everyone knows this. Um, there's a picture here of the Babadook wearing with a feather boa on and a flamingo flamingo. Uh, uh, glasses and rainbow a rainbow uh suspenders and it says get ready to be baba shook 
Um, <laughs> like, they, they, like this stuff is so good. It's just funny. Um, gay people are great. They always find new ways to make me laugh. Um, <laughs> uh, the Babadook inhabits the dark corners of the basement, not a closet. <laughs> um, Babadook works at Michael's and teaches scrapbooking classes. <laughs> and it's like a picture of him like, like looking crazy. And it's so good. Now, here's the other one. Um, and hopefully, maybe Evan can put this in. I don't know. Uh, maybe we can put it on the page. But it's a video. It's like someone made this, and it says he clubs. And it's like basically um, the Baba Duke is one thick bitch. Let me see that Baba that Babusi. <laughs> it's <laughs> but you have to like see the video. It's fucking so. It's the video is like sixteen seconds long, so it won't hurt your manliness to watch. Um, it's so funny. You have to see it. Um, and that's on the Buzzfeed article page. So definitely <laughs> worth checking out. Of course it's Buzzfeed, right? So anyway, there's articles on this Buzzfeed, uh, Vox and, uh, another group. I can't remember. And the other, the other clickbait, the other clickbait, uh, yeah. Vox and Polygon. Vox has great articles, by the way. They're not really a clickbait site. They do have really great articles and great videos. Uh, well, Buzzfeed is okay. yeah. obviously clickbait, but they did a they do a great coverage of all the they went all around the web and found all the pieces of this, so they have the best links on all of this stuff. Very funny stuff, definitely worth reading. Um, there's one last little piece of it, if I can find it here. Oh yeah, so the word, so what they they really think this came from was in. In Brazil, uh, I think it's the Portuguese way to say awesome is Babadu. And it's a very gay. It's it's normally said by at like pride parades and stuff. It's like it's like it has a gay association. So it's like kind of their word. It's their people's word. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, what, I just what heard word is this? Babadu. Oh, um, and and that 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 word is old as time. So that 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 people are kind of speculating that that's really where this started, but um, just funny stuff. So anyway, check it out. Um, people are saying the meme is already dying, but uh, still worth worth your time. Uh, Would you like okay. to hear something interesting about Netflix? Since this was recommended on Netflix, let's hear it. Their old rating system, I guess now they use thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, their old star rating system was not actually based on reviews. It was their thought about how many stars out of five you might rate this. Ugh. So, like, if you like Platoon, uh, it might give you, uh, like, Apocalypse Now... Five out of five stars, but that's that was Netflix's judgment of how well you might, how much you might like Apocalypse Now. It's right. not a thousand people gave this five stars, right? But that's what everyone would think, right? Like you would think, except for obviously Michael. But normal, <laughs> yeah, it's like would customer reviews. Yeah, that a five star no, rating is a no. five star rating. That's, that's, that, not what, that's it was. what that's literally what everyone thought except you. Mike. Evan is saying it because he also <laughs> thought that. 
Everyone thinks that when you see five, when you see star rating system on something, you're like, oh, oh it's like and, what we, it literally says what we think you'll think of this. Like this is what it says right, no, right, right no, no, one, so no one reads the fine print. <laughs> that's so weird. Filled in stars, and you know what it means. Yeah, that's weird, Michael. That's weird. That's not normal. No, but then like, you can rate it yourself. You're you'll weird. Think we're going to give you a rating based on what we think. You'll that's so strange. It gives you the impression that people who watch this movie and that other people like it, and really, it's not true. But actually, their their star rating system wasn't the really big problem for me. The big problem was, like many things, they claim there's algorithms and machine learning and AI thinking behind this. Mm-hmm. But really, there's nothing. So I always would try to figure out how uh, Netflix would figure that I would want to see something. Some SQL turned, database? Yeah, it turns out there's not really anything behind that. It just kind of was shitting out these things. Like it would like look at these tags and say, Oh, here's a bunch of stuff in the same genre. Let's show him this stuff. We think. And then it said, we think you'll like this. And I always thought that we think you like this was some kind of suggestion to what it like, like it knew something that I didn't know about myself, you know, but really it's a fucking idiot. We're looking throwing me stuff, <laughs> looking for a meaning of life on Netflix. Well, you know, teach me about myself. Teach me about who I am. <laughs> Learn me emotions. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm ready to give Baba shook. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Show me that Baba pussy. That Baba, Baba dussy. Babussy. <laughs> oh, gay people are great. They're fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. Right. No. Um. All right, so on to Stranger Danger here. So this is a different exploit from the one that was talked about probably a couple weeks ago or something, uh, featuring Intel AMT, or Active Management Technology. So this new flaw, or this new dis- newly discovered flaw anyway, is a flaw that hackers are using. They're using AMT's... Uh, SOL, which is a funny thing, serial over LAN channel. So this lets them, it's a file transfer feature of active management, active management technology. And the whole, the whole deal with active management technology is that it kind of bypasses everything on the host machine itself or the host OS. So anything that's installed in Windows, like it's firewall or anything like that, it doesn't care about any of that. You know, it has it has no effect on it. Hmm. It's almost like its own its own little computer within the computer that's separate from the main one. Like um maybe I'm way off, but it's kinda like HP ILO. Kinda, yeah. I mean that's like out of band management, but it's 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 connected to the network and it is its own tiny Linux computer that can interface and interact with the full system. Yeah, that's pretty much what this is, exactly. Word. But it's on but it's on their workstations and laptops. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, <clears throat> so we actually have this on a lot of computers at work, but uh, we don't we don't enable it. We're not using it. So. Supposedly, for this, for them to take advantage of this, it has to be already be you know enabled, provisioned, whatever. 
there's a whole process you have to go through for that. So left with the uh, default admin credentials, no password. That's right. Great standard standards of practice. Admin, admin. Mm-hmm. Root, admin. So, if you're using AMT, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah, there's nothing in here about, you know, oh, they're fixing it or something. Nah. Yeah. Like, no, it's a feature. Mm-hmm. It's, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And, you know, this doesn't just affect Windows computers. It could be any computer running that has AMT. So even if you're running Linux or anything else, yep. it doesn't matter. So It is uh, operating system agnostic, mm-hmm. you could say. Microsoft has updated their Windows Defender product that'll uh, alert if there's any attempts using AMT. But it's obviously it's only works on Windows systems, so so there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, so be afraid. <laughs> now, last uh, last maybe last month sometime we were talking about WannaCry, right? So now there's a similar kind of vulnerability in Samba which is the the implementation that exists on Linux and Unix machines for SMB. So they've uh they've set up uh honeypots, a Kaspersky set up honeypots and another another security researcher he set up honeypots and they both discovered that um they were that uh, malicious people were using the Samba Cry vulnerability to infect Linux computers with cryptocurrency mining software. Hmm. So isn't so that interesting? Relatively harmless. So yeah, taking sort of. What's the goal here to take to use to leverage their processing power to mm-hmm. to break uh, to do the blockchain? Yep. Yep. It's for a Monero digital currency. Mm. They were uh, using a version of CPU miner. That's how you say money in Spanish, Michael. I don't. I don't think That's so. That's not but correct. That, I know. I know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. He's like, "Hello, that's money in Spanish." Like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, no, you're good. So, after they uh, compromise the machine. It gives them it gives them two things. It gives them a reverse shell that gives them remote access. And then it also leaves a backdoor on this thing to which installs the CPU miner software. Crafty swine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, we should get in on this. Yeah. Evan, make it happen. No. Come on. You make it happen yourself no. if you want to hack no. people's computers and steal their resources. Just say it's you're searching for extraterrestrial intelligence. That people won't question it. That's right. The whole uh SETI at home thing is a scam, folks. It's a scam. Yeah. There's no aliens. We are the aliens, bro. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
In so, reality, octopus are the aliens. So, um, Samba has already been patched. And so they're urging everyone to update as soon as possible and install the patch. This might be a dumb question, but is there a difference between Samba and SMB? Um, or is SMB sort of the dumb Windows abbreviation for Samba? Or is it part of a... What are they called? C- circular acronyms, but it's not that. Like, GNU right. is not Unix. Right. No, it's um, its, its own protocol, so it's like saying... You know, TCP or something, you know. Okay. And so there's Microsoft's implementation of TCP, and then there's the one on Linux, you know. It's not like the then same. there's the real one. Yeah, no. this It's just, you know, different programs written to do the same thing, I guess. Okay. Would be the best way to describe it. So, yeah, SMB is server message block. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Uh-huh. So Samba is just the the version for Linux and Unix of SMB. And then Microsoft just calls it SMB. Show. Yes. Everyone, update, update, update. Evan, fix nah. your shit. Update. Nah, it's too... Fix your shit. Too far gone. This guy, every time he tries to update his computer, he reboots it, and then it's it <laughs> BSODs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Then he has to roll back the updates. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. It works flawlessly every time. Uh-huh. Windows 7? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Next up. So this is kind of stupid, but it's like, look what we can do. I mean, it's kind of a cool point, proof of concept thing, but. This is like some shit from a movie. Like, this kind of shit you'd see in a movie. I mean, it's so it's dumb, though. I mean, it's. So these people have developed this this malware called XLED. You infect a router with this malware, and then once you do that, the 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 lights on the router will blink in a certain pattern. You can record those blinks, you know, using a webcam or whatever, and then reassemble the data. Huh? Yeah. It's like Morse code? Yeah. But no basically. purpose? Yes. It's not like, calling for help or anything? Just... I mean, data is X, what, one, 1 and 0, right? So they mm-hmm. can reassemble it. It's just... It's, it's, it's silly, though. Not, it's like they're it's not silly. in your house. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's just a... It's like a proof, proof of concept thing. I mean, it's it's okay. stupid. You know, it's like, well, first of all, they need to infect your router, and <laughs> then they need to be able to look at the lights on your router, and it's like, okay. Yeah, but think that this could be a vehicle for many other things. You know, I don't know what, because I'm not that smart, but if you, <laughs> if you, if you, if you had, like, like, I'm sure there's some special case where, you know, when some deep basement, deep dank basement in the NSA, where they're working on Stuxnet 2.0, they're like, uh, we need to get the data from the router to the webcam. Hmm. You know, some shit like that. I mean, they say, though, in here already, 
they say um this is this is there's a flaw in this technique because the method involves installing malware on the router there are a number of other techniques that can be used to extract the data anyway like you can install another kind of malware on the router which will just intercept the data itself without the need for you to record yeah. any blanks using a video <laughs> camera yeah. you know so silly it's just cool yeah, yeah it's just whatever Someone spent time on this. He can go kill himself now. No. <laughs> That's the best analysis you've ever had. Thank you. All right. Next up is uh, game theory. Yeah, buddy. What do we got? Well, James, this might be of interest to you as a Vive owner. Um, it's pronounced Viv. Vive. Vive. Vive la resistance. No. The first three letters are actually silent. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> the PlayStation... <laughs> uh, <laughs> the H- sorry, HTC. <laughs> so we've discussed these sort of backpack computer VR portable systems before. Um, but they never really took off because they kind of didn't have much of a functionality other than that. And, you know, a year ago, VR wasn't where it is today. So HP has re-released their version, the HP Omen X Compact Desktop, um, for $2,500. comes with a mobile 4-core i7, 16 gigs of RAM, GTX 1080, which is more than suitable for powering a Vive, um, one terabyte NVMe SSD, I believe, which is perfect, nice and fast. So you can turn it into a backpack for an extra $600, but the backpack accessory comes with four batteries and a shortened uh, Vive headset cable, so you don't have to wrap up the 16-foot cable on your back or anything. So what actually makes this interesting to me is now they're like, okay, well, people want to use this for more than just, you know, playing uh, playing with their Vive until the batteries run out. So in with the base package, they include a docking station, which lets you use it as a normal desktop PC. So you can have, like, one system with two distinct functions, mm. in my mind. So I thought that was pretty interesting and worth mentioning. Good on HP for... Um, putting in some, some more R&D time and creating a solution to a problem. So it's funny you mention this now because I just recently saw, and I didn't put it in the uh, in the stuff here, but tested. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Savage. A, yeah, Adam Savage's group. Uh, they did a <clears throat> review of a company called... Uh, I can't remember the name of the company. I'll find it before the show's over and blurt it out randomly in an <laughs> inopportune moment. Um, but they did a review at E3 of a company whose whole thing is they make deployable VR experiences. So let's say you have a empty warehouse and you're like, I want to make a laser tag like experience. I want to do something like a, like a go-to thing, like laser tag or iFly or something like that, where people go there, they get in a wingsuit and they fly around the hover table for a while and they get off and, you know, like, I want to do something like that, but I want to do it with VR. 
So they make this they have these modular stands and a modular game platform and they make these game experiences where you put on the backpack and the eye and the at a vibe and then you walk around and they have like custom built handguns and flashlights that can be seen by the VR trackers and they have trackers all around this huge space and it's a massive like 600 square foot space that you walk around in with this backpack on it's very cool um uh the, the interview is really long so I'll put it in here if anybody wants to see it but I didn't watch the whole thing it's really cool but eh, not super thrilled about it not super interested in sitting there watching it but it, it was it's interesting it's definitely interesting so I'll put that in there for you guys to check out. I have a question for you. How many sensors are there for the Vive? Is it two or four? Uh, two. Okay. But you can you... have more of the. You can have more of them. Okay. Uh, can you have more than one person no. playing with just two sensors, or do you need at least two sensors per person? The amount of sensors doesn't matter, but the amount of so for every computer, for every vibe, you need a computer. Mm-hmm. And for every, the sensors don't care. Like I could set up four sensors and broaden the area and have two or three people in it. It doesn't matter, you know, because the sensors are all, they're not even Wi-Fi. They're, they're fucking magic. Um, they're not magic. They're Bluetooth, but they have like three or four set channels that they can work on. And so any of these sensors can work with any vibe. Actually, that's pretty scary <laughs> because I'll bet you the password is like admin, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. But yeah, so the Vive has there's something in the Vive that can talk to these sensors besides their op their its optical response, and then there's something in these things that talk to they these things can see the hand the hand things, but everything is networked through through my Vive, so you know it doesn't. It doesn't really matter what you what unit you have as long as you have for every vibe there's a computer. The rest of the stuff is basically interchangeable. Okay. I was just thinking about if you had a large warehouse space and put, you know, 30 of those uh sensors on the wall and had, you know, 30 or 50 uh HTC vibes and backpacks if you wanted to have a huge laser tag environment, could yeah, they have- sort of track each other and all that stuff? You absolutely could. You absolutely could do that. Yeah, nice. Good. Um, so the company's called Nomadic. Okay. And I'll post that in my little section if anybody wants to watch that video. Thank you. Uh, Nomadic. Okay. So um, I think I'm up next here, and I've got a few things. So basically, uh, uh, a few things about uh, what's going on at E3. E3 obviously just started, but there's already some things that would come out every company did a big live stream on day one uh saturday and sunday ea ubisoft everyone's doing live streams all the usual games are coming out um there's so far i haven't found any i've only found a couple standouts uh and that's i'm going to run through those really quickly so probably the most spectacular one that i saw was the way out or it's called a way out and it's a, I have a note here written off screen, so I have to look off to see it, and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Let me not. move it here, so now I'm covering Evan's face. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> so it's split, it's split screen co-op. Uh, it's a prison escape and revenge game. Basically, the whole premise of the game is uh, character A and character B. Character B's already in prison. Character A arrives at prison. And the game starts with you seeing character A for the first time. And you see a split screen of his screen. So it's a, it's a split screen co-op. It's very interesting. You can always see the other player's screen. I think that's like probably hard for most people because it'd be like looking at... It's like looking at someone, if someone takes a video holding their phone, holding it upright, and you're like, this fucking idiot, turn it sideways. Like, when I looked at the video, I was like, oh, that's what this is. But it's honestly very exciting. The concept's really cool, because there's a whole distracting nature to it, of like seeing what they see and then working together as a team. I think it's really cool, man. And it's third person, it's not first person. So, Hmm. um, and... If player A goes into a cinematic, player B is still moving around in the background. He can still work his mission. So um, that concept is really cool. Because I, I think we all have this idea of like cinematics, meaning the game is now locked. Like you're stuck in this pre, pre, pre-position thing. And that's not the case here. Like you can still see the other character moving around in the background and moving in and out of the thing. It's pretty interesting concept. So... I've got two videos there. One is the trailer. The trailer is excellent. You almost want to shed a fucking bro tear. And the full detail video I have there is the director and developer and lead developer on it talking through the game. And he gives lots of detail. Both the videos are probably a total of six minutes long. So definitely not a lot of time. I'm coming today for some very good content worth worth checking out. Um, then uh, there's The Last of Us 2. They said that's coming out. I didn't see a trailer for it. I didn't play the first Last of Us. I know lots of people like it. That's why I'm mentioning it. And that's the other standout. There's also a Kojima Kojima game. Um, if anybody knows anything about uh, Hideo Kojima, he's the guy who made... Uh, what's it called, Evan? Uh, I don't solid know. Snake. It's the Solid Snake games. Okay. Metal Gear Solid. Um, Metal Gear Solid. So he's the he's the creator of Metal, Metal Gear Solid, and he's made the the most recent Metal Gear Solid game. He was fired by Sony or by Kojima Studios, <laughs> I believe, or he was followed. By, he was fired by the company who makes the game, and then right on upon release of the last Metal Gear Solid, and then Sony brought him on. To, for a new project, and I forgot the name of it because I'm very bad at telling you guys information, but it doesn't really matter what it's called because the game will be out for 10 or 15 years because that's Kojima style. He's <laughs> made a very cool cinematic that in the in a very Japanese way is like weird, and you're like, what is going on here? And actually, we covered this last year because the cinematic was released last year, so we it's in a, it's in a show notes from last year. I'm not going to find it or figure out what it was, but it's impressive and cool looking, but it's a cinematic. And we all know anybody who plays games knows cinematics don't mean anything. It's not gameplay. So he's shown a cinematic. We probably won't see every year. We'll hear a tidbit about the game. Like, Oh, this year yeah, he bought staplers for the office. He's going to develop the game in, you know, and that's what we'll hear. And that'll go on for the next like six years. And then in 2030 or something, it'll be like on Kojima's deathbed, he released blah, 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 you know, so that's probably the only two big noteworthy things. All the usual games you expect, a new fo- a new Madden, a new NBA Live. They're still playing these fucking games. I don't even get it. You know, all that stuff. There's a new Need for Speed that's coming out that's like, okay, 
great. We get in a car and do stuff. And it's basically this Need for Speed is like a ripoff of Fast and Furious, which to me is like a ripoff of a mediocre series with no plot. And then you have and you rip that off and make a shitty game out of it. That's what this is, basically. Um, so I got a question. Yeah. So, you know, there's like Euro Truck Driver and Euro Farmer and uh, All the those kind of garbage games. Right. I think Mike has a couple of those. Is I'm there like, any driving game that is basically like a dump of Google Maps where it's just like road trip and you just drive around the U- like the real U.S.? Yes. Really? <laughs> um, I believe it's a Microsoft game, and I think it's called The Crew, but I'm not sure. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'll have to make a note of that. Like, So I've... what did you do this weekend? Uh, I drove to Kansas City on my computer. Oh, okay. Is it like racing? No, I just drove. Hmm. Microsoft. Uh, I'm looking here. Yeah, That's the right. crew. The crew is a 2014 online racing game uh, set in a large open world map of the United States. It was developed by Ivory Tower, Ubisoft Reflections. Okay, so um, published for Microsoft. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, this isn't probably what you're looking for, though. This is a this is this is a it is an open world racing game that takes place across the entire United States. But I think there's there's a U.S. Uh, truck driver game that my stepfather loves to play. I see him on Steam playing it constantly, <laughs> and that game is like the world is your oyster. <laughs> you shall mundanely drive from coast to coast, delivering barrels of fruit, boxes of wine. You know, whatever. Perfect. Plastic goods from China. You know, that kind of stuff. That's the game, and he loves playing it. That's and my dream. Yeah. <laughs> you should pick it up. He loves it. He loves it. He plays it all the time. Um, and I looked at him while he was playing it, and it's like he had his controller set up, and he's, like, looking at the mirrors. He got a track IR so he could look around. <laughs> and he's That's like, awesome. okay, unload the air brake. Is it like, oh, you know, then it's like, okay, now push this he, button. To... He pulls the lever on his chair so the hydraulic goes down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's got, he's got the whole thing going on. It's pretty cool. And every aspect of the, the gameplay, you can do in that game. So that's that's it's a true life simulator. Um, makes me want to live my dream of having a sim pit. Um, yeah. Not to play that game, but actually there's a great sim pit video that I'm going to put in the show notes for you guys to see. What's a because, sim pit? Oh, you have not lived, my man. You, you'll you see. Uh, Mike's like, this game sounds just mundane enough to keep my attention. Correct. So there is a guy <laughs> named Trip Rodriguez. Here we go. Trip, Trip McNeely. Yeah, I know, right? And Trip Rodriguez is a Twitch streamer who dresses like a maniac. Um, he also is some kind of a millionaire who makes... He makes... Uh, video game uh, controllers. He makes, he alters controllers and now he started making his own controllers because he's, he does like lots of flight simulators. In his basement, he built a sim pit and he got the six inch rise raised floors that you would have in a server room and he built this sim pit on top of that. I'm going to get a quick link of it and he's doing it with uh, Motion VR. And I'm going to put it in the show notes here next to Nomadic. Michael, it's one minute long. It's bad form to watch it during the show, but I would really love for both of you guys to watch this. Just take a quick peek. Um, 
because it is amazing. And he built this all himself. Not Dim Pit. That like, That's like a place where you eat dim sum. <laughs> um, welcome to the Dim Pit. That's racist. Okay. Take a look at that. <laughs> and tell me what you think. All right, I would see. love to hear your opinion. He built this all himself, by the way. And he built it for Star Citizen, but he does tons and tons of flight simulators. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, yeah. It doesn't really look home, uh, homemade. It doesn't look homemade at all. It looks good. I mean, it's like a uh, a simulator, oh, a full, essentially. Yeah, it's yeah. a full thing. Yeah. Like a racing sim on hydraulics that moves you around. Yeah, yeah. But he can <clears> alter that to have a racing sim or a center-mounted... Uh, stick or a hota, a throttle or whatever. He has rudder pedals that he can swap out. He's got everything. So that's that that will let him simulate any any in cockpit environment. I would find that more annoying than than you know stimulating game wise. The only thing I would like that for is if I were playing like commercial airline pilot 2015 and flying around a jet with like. Very light bank turns and, and soft movements. So that's how I also feel. I feel like it'd be distracting if you're using a monitor. If you're in VR, though, if it's off sync, then you're going to hate it. But if it's on sync and on time, that gameplay will probably change the way you play games. For yeah, that's going to be the next level. Yeah, you would never play games again outside of that and evan you haven't tried the vr yet michael you've tried it it's i have very... used a very similar device in wheaton plaza when i was like 12 years old they I'm had sure it's the same it's very similar they had a fighter jet simulation where you put the giant vr helmet on and you can look around you know to left and right up and down uh and it you fly around and it tilts you forward and back this was like 20 years ago Okay, so that's that's pretty similar, actually. Um, I, I didn't find it helpful to my dogfighting career. Yeah. Yeah, well, look where I, you are now. I mean... Yeah. yeah. It's all that simulator's fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, but so very cool stuff. Um, so really quickly, I'm going to jump through these other two, and then I have a nice thing to talk about that I found out about that blew my motherfucking mind. Um, okay, so... Two games that I really, uh, two one game that I really thought I saw a, a Switch streamer playing has been popularized right now called Friday the Thirteenth. It's where you play one of six versions of Michael, My- not Michael Myers, of Jason Voorhees, um, stalking around Crystal Lake or a farm or whatever, and you chase these kids. The kids are other characters; they're other players, and you, and and it can rotate between who's the killer and who's the victims. You have about five or six ways to kill people. Um, there's audio comms built into the game, and it's fucking hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. The stuff that people say, and um, Dead by Daylight is a game I just found. They're releasing a second one or new DLC for the for the first one that came out, uh, and I heard about that during E3, and it reminded me of Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is basically... They look very similar. Yeah, it's basically a rehash of Dead by Daylight. So they took the Dead by Daylight uh, concept and attached the Friday the 13th property, making it instantly popular. But it's it's basically the same exact game. In Friday the 13th, the goal is to find components of a car, 
to get the car running battery gas and then a tool to do some basic fixing or to turn the electricity on and call the police or call one of the characters from the Friday the 13th series to come and help you. Um, if you call that character, you, you, you get an extra life. So the first person who dies can get attached to this character and he has a gun with one bullet. Um, there's various little components like that that make it interesting. It's a cool game. It's a fun multiplayer thing. I wouldn't buy it or play it because it's probably a $60 game that you play for like a month and you'd be like, all right, you know, but on that note, those that are those... actually, that reminds me of a game we talked about previously where yeah. you're like stuck in a school and the janitor's yeah. trying to kill you. Exactly. Exactly the same thing. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. That one has like four killers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Death, but Dead by Daylight has about three or four killers, and Friday the 13th obviously only has Jason Voorhees, but it has Jason Voorhees from various different movies, one with a bag over his head, one with, you know, I mean, <laughs> they're ridiculous, and then there's one, apparently the new, there's going to be DLC for Friday the 13th that will bring his mother into it. Hmm. Um, right, in the in this game, he's talking to her severed head all the time. It's really weird. But um, anyway, anywho, so <laughs> the last thing that I want to talk about, and really quickly, I just rediscovered Payday 2. It's not in the show notes because I just thought about it. It's a fun game, and it's free right now on Steam for the first 5 million people. I don't know if they still have it up there, but if you're listening to this show, you can check maybe Monday or Tuesday. If it's still free, grab it. It's a fun game. If you have friends to play it with, I'll play it with you. Hit me up on Switch. On, on 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 hit me up on Steam. Um, so okay. So everyone knows I play Star Citizen. Star Citizen has a structure of organizations, um, player made organizations called they're called orgs, and the orgs could be a pirate organization or a uh a pirate organization or a trading organization or a religious organization or whatever. You know, there's a flying spaghetti monster organization, the faith of the flying spaghetti monster. I mean, there's all kinds of organizations out there and people spend a lot of time trying to recruit for their organizations, get others to join or whatever. Okay. The organ, you can be a member of an organization in two ways. Either you can be an exclusive member. So like that's your main organization and you don't belong to, you don't work for anyone, work with anyone else, or you can be an affiliate. So you could have Evan's organization as your main organization and Michael's organization as your affiliate organization. And you can redact that that you can redact the information for either organization. So no one can see who you actually work with. All very interesting. I just wanted you to get a basic idea of the structure. So I run a pirate organization. We're always trying to recruit. And one of the guys who I work with he sent a message or put a recruiting message out. We just made a new recruiting video that's very interesting and different and funny. And we got a message from a guy who said, hey, like your video, it's different. Um, let me talk to you about what I do. He said, I am a member of an organization called The Organization. <laughs> and... I help orgs sometimes with their marketing stuff. And he said, well, I don't know. We're not interested in that, but you have to talk to the boss. That's me. And he will help you. He will talk to you, whatever. And the guy, he said, well, let me tell you what else we do. Uh, 
because I saw you earlier in the chat talking, yelling at this 12 year old who was talking shit, you know, uh, which my other friend was cause he's loves to rage. So he said, he said, he said, that guy is a Twitch streamer and he gave, basically gave my buddy all this information on this guy. And my buddy was like, how do you know this? He was like, well, that's one of the other things my organization does. We deal in information. <laughs> and he sent, he said, let me send you a prospectus. So he sent a very well-written brochure, which covered if you wanted to join their organization or if you wanted to use their information or buy information from their information or sell information to their organization. And these guys, they are playing the meta game. They are metaing so fucking hard. Like, I'm afraid to show you guys the prospectus because it was given to me from the guy it was given to kind of in confidence. And I'm afraid of what these guys are capable of because these guys, according to their prospectus, they have 300,000 dossiers on Star Citizen players. They collect political ideology, uh, race information, location information. Um, They collect, they try to, they try to look at your Facebook. They collect everything on, on players on organ, like as far as organization stuff is concerned. Um, And they collect chat logs, audio information. And you say, well, how do they collect this information, James? Well, they collect it because they have in their org, they only have 50 members. But they actually have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members who aren't members at all, aren't members in the official way. They're not affiliates or exclusive members. They have basic agreements with the organization to work for them and they join other orgs and they say we are members and they play with those guys for years and years collecting information recording chat logs recording audio information from from you know ventrilo and ts3 and you know discord or whatever and they enter that they enter that information they have a database system that they use to to manage all this data and it's fucking crazy it is fucking crazy and so we went to their youtube page and my god their youtube so so i said to myself well they're telling us about this they can't be that secretive and he said well no the thing is the guy who's telling us is their public face once things get to him it's oh it's fair game you know there's a whole according to this guy he's telling my buddy this and he sent me the prospectus and i read the prospectus and he's like there's a whole organization of machinery behind this guy that is moving in the background and so what you see is just the top of this massive mountain that's underwater and they have all these people out there and all these organizations feeding them constantly information on leadership and things like that. And they target organizations and things like that. Our organization's too small to be targeted. We're like 20 people. <laughs> of those 20 people, four people actually play Star Citizen. So we're too small, thank God, to be targeted for that. 
Um, and even if we were, you know, we would tell them, hey, if you're going to put somebody in our org, we need fighter pilots. Please send us a fighter pilot. You know, we, we don't really care. But um, we got nothing to hide. We're a pirate organization. I'm a, I'm a stick jock. <laughs> so anyway, we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe when you get your computer game stepped up, Michael. Um, anyway, so mm-hmm. I just thought... I thought about this and I was like, there's guys, so we all heard about the uh, betrayal. We talked about this last week, I think the Eve betrayal. Did we talk about this? When did you guys bring this up? No. We talked about some like epic battle they had a long time ago. Okay, so recently this came out in Reddit and I thought we talked about it, but I guess I didn't. I guess we didn't. Eve, um, a player in Eve befriended uh, a pirate organization and because they have these very expensive one-off ships with no kill, with no deaths. Um, the ships are very old and worth lots and lots of money. And he spent 16 months becoming their friend to get on the inside of their organization to steal these real-life money-valued ships in you know in excess of like seventy or eighty thousand dollars. And he was able to get these get two ships from two of the main player characters in that in that game and then sold the ships on 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 eBay and made a shit ton of money. So this kind of stuff happens in Eve all the time, but it took years to develop that kind of environment and I kind of realized I was like, well, you have all these Eve players coming to Star Citizen and <laughs> They're going to bring all this learned information to the Star Citizen. And this kind of metagame is the kind of stuff that they do there. Like, this is the kind of things, this intrigue and things like that. There's guys who just, that's all they want to do is this intrigue shit, you know? And fucking, you know, their YouTube channel, they have recorded conversations from some of the biggest organizations in the game that where they've recorded the members saying all this negative shit and all this crazy shit about their own members, about their history about the diabolical shit they're trying to do about hidden hidden piracy within legitimate legal trading organizations and things like that. It's crazy. It's really it's really mind boggling. And the intrigue I could care less about, but the fact that they're willing to go to this far, I think it's really cool. I think it's just a fun fun gameplay perspective perspective I never thought about. So that's all. That's all I have hmm. about that. Thoughts? Uh I I don't play, and I think it's silly to be that invested in any video game. Um, but I would like to see them banned permanently. How long have you been playing uh, Quake? Uh, sixteen years. Okay. All right, Michael. What are your thoughts? <laughs> but it's like I don't have, you know, dossiers on any players. I just play no. to have fun. No, I'm not yeah. in it to steal seventy thousand dollars ships or anything. Well, no, I don't think, and I don't think these guys are in it for that. I think these guys are in it for they want to, their whole thing is spying and selling information. That's what they do. That's their thing. And the the YouTube channel stuff is something they have done to prove that they are capable of this. But I think that's all. It's all about saying, "Hey, we're here. We you can use this as a resource." Um. As a pirate organization, I think it's great because we can use them as a resource. We can find out when things are happening, when things are being moved, what's going on. Like, so I, is it more than a game to you now? It's not more than a game, but this Star Citizen is not a game. There's very little leading in this game. 
it's basically an MMO or it's basically a morgum. <laughs> so there's not like it's a, just imagine an MORPG with no quest. You know, there are quests and there are things to do in Star Citizen, but for the most part, you make your own fun, you know? So like I have to be able to as a leader of a pirate organization, I have to be able to have stuff for my guys to do. We have to have targets to hit and we have to have, you know, things to steal, you know, and all that, all that stuff that pirates are going to do. We have to be able to find that stuff. And these guys are going to help us do that. Murder and mayhem. Yeah. That's what it's about. So, so you're, you're, you're criminals rather than opportunistic thieves. Isn't that the same thing? Is there a difference? I think opportunistic thieves is like, oh shit, there's only one guard guarding this vault instead of seven where they usually are. We're going to steal this instead of saying like, okay, when is there only going to be one guard? We need to get this information so we can plan our attack. Yeah, we're criminals. Okay. I don't support your activity. (laughs) That's the way to be. I'm a strategist. I'm a a, a logistician. You're neither of those things that you just made up. <laughs> um, I feel like that's the way to approach approach anything. I mean, this is not a game. It's not a game in the sense of like you go and then you go to the NPC and he tells you what to do. I mean, there there are that aspects of it, but for the most part, there's going to be other players who just want to mine and just want the PVE. Great, you can mine. Now let me offer you an experience of being robbed. You know, that's, <laughs> that's that's what we're here for. We're here to offer a complete experience. We add to the package. This this is my dream of becoming a cat burglar <laughs> in Second Life, but instead it's going to be Michael has two, Star two two or three dreams. One is to become a cat burglar. Two is to ride or drive a truck, drive an eighteen wheeler. Yes. Oh, by the way, Mr. Kaysen has uh, offered to uh, to cat teach burglar. me a thing or two. To learn you? Uh-huh. About you know? cat burgling? No, but, uh, about uh, 18 wheelers. Mr. Kaysen. Oh, Larry? No. The younger. Oh, you mean, okay, at his, okay, I'll say, well, he doesn't know anything about that, but he <laughs> he works around them. He does. Okay. He's seen them. Yeah. He does. Right. Well, fair enough. Thank you for the Star Citizen update. Let me know where I can uh, donate my ship, because now oh. I will surely never play. Come on. You don't like Come. the criminal element? I don't like premeditated crime. Ugh. That's the best kind of crime. It's the most effective, surely. So, you, so the only crime that's allowed is stupidity. Running in blind. Crimes of passion. <laughs> Crimes of the heart. I stabbed her thirty-eight times because she fucked him. <laughs> Evan's like not guilty. <laughs> allowed. That's right. Correct. It's like uh, what's the guy who just got sentenced? War machine. Yeah. Yeah. You would have let him off, huh? Nah, he deserved it. He's a piece of shit. Was that a crime passion? Yeah, I guess it was. But still, yeah. I mean, I, I know you're not saying you'd let it off. I think you're saying you you that's the only kind of stuff you approve of as far as gaming. And I get that. I get it. Okay. 
Shall we shall we move on to Kate? Yeah, that's all I got. We can Evan, go I'll learn you. We'll learn you good. No, okay. let, right. let me say this, actually. This is going to drive me crazy if I don't say it. So I just started playing Payday 2 again. And in Payday 2, um, that's, a, that's I, a crime. I had forgotten that what that game was like. I kind of, some part of my brain kind of just reclassified that game as like, oh, you're stealing for children or something. Or you're stealing because you're <laughs> like, because you're like, you, you, you're the anti hero, but you're really a hero, you know? And the word anti hero is tricky because you're like, oh, you're still a hero though, right? Even though you're mm-hmm. an anti hero. But in Payday 2, you're not any of those things. You're a fucking criminal. You're a criminal piece of shit. <laughs> you kill people for money. And like you go through the tutorial and it's like, I thought for some reason I thought one of the guns was a stun gun. And it's like <laughs> or like a knockout gas gun. And it's like, okay, kill that guard. I was like, wait, where's the knockout gun? And I was like, really? <laughs> and I got caught in the first few minutes because I was like, I'm supposed to kill this guard? He's just trying to do his job. And I guess I'm just like society has me so well trained that I'm like, oh, I can't. It felt like bad, like, and the, the police were just coming in in waves, and I'm just gunning them down, like it's going out of fucking style. And I was like, this is a horrible game. <laughs> like, like I guess it's a generational thing because my generation, you'd never be allowed to play a game where you kill cops like that. Now, you know, it's nothing to like kill cops in games, kill cops in you know movies. It's like happens all the time, and it's like okay, it's no big deal. And I guess last last night after I killed my three hundred and thirtieth, I was like, all right. Keep moving. <laughs> desensitized. Yeah, desensitized. So it's a fun ass game, though. Anyway, go ahead, Evan. Oh no, I was I was moving on to uh, the I'm extra ready. section for, for Mike. Sweet. sweet, 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 death. sweet and soft. Mm-hmm. Michael. <laughs> so cake or death? <laughs> so in here, uh, this is just a uh, little thing I came across here in uh, Singapore. Two men were arrested after three kilograms of. Cannabis was found at their car, in their car at a checkpoint. They were coming in from uh, Malaysia. They're driving back from Malaysia into Singapore. So one guy is 28, the other guy is 21. The drugs are worth an estimated 30,000 Singapore dollars. And Not bad. So like 40 grand U.S.? If convicted of trafficking more than 500 grams of cannabis, the men face the death penalty. Yeah. Singapore is not a fan of drugs or chewing gum. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, yeah, don't don't fuck around, especially if you're in, <laughs> you're in Singapore or any of these other countries that doesn't fuck around. <laughs> these guys do not fuck around. Don't do as the locals don't? Right. Wait, wait, where's the cake? Uh, there's no cake. That's it. Oh, jeez. This Michael, is dirty, dirty sad, tricks. Such a sad story, man. I was, I thought you were going to be like, but the judge offered them a slice of cake and sent them on their way. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> nah. God damn, Michael. Cake nah, is a bro. lie, as usual. You're correct. The cake is a lie. So, next up, more death. Uh, we had another actress here who died on, uh, apparently on Thursday night. Her, now I didn't know her exactly. I mean, uh, she's one of those, that guys, but she's a woman. Glenn Headley is her name. Um, she's been in a, you know, a few things. Uh, she was 62 years old. She was in Mr. Holland's Opus. She was in Dick Tracy. She was in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. 
and she was in Sergeant Bilko. Hey. Hey. I know that one. I know who she is. Yeah, if you see her, you're like, oh, her. I kind of know her. Um, She was married to John Malkovich for six years in the 80s. Hmm. So, there you go. So, goodbye to Miss Headley here. So, another, another, another one bites the dust. We just mentioned Adam West, and now this gal. Um, next up, I just put an article here about ticks. So, this is just a good reference. Uh, it's like, should I burn burn a tick off? Now, I'd never heard that myself, but apparently, people think that that's a thing to do. I think um, they you burn. Maybe they're confusing that with leeches. Yeah, you burn leeches. You squeeze pinch ticks at the base. I think. Yeah, so they mentioned a few common misconceptions here, a few myths and what you should really do. Um, like, myth, you can feel a tick bite you. No, you can't. Not really. They kind of secrete a chemical and do something that, so you are you don't feel it, you know, on purpose. Tick mm-hmm. love juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ticks jump out of trees and onto you. Nope. Ticks don't jump. It has never occurred to them. It says they don't even have the biomechanics to jump. It is not possible. Kind of like white men. <laughs> so okay, Woody. <laughs> Jesus, I felt like that that was, joke was in there somewhere, and I was trying to find it, but you found it for me. So <laughs> you savage your own people. Good, <laughs> good. Um, no, that's not my people. You know who my people are. How? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and let's see. What's the other one? Oh, Lyme disease is the only tick-related disease you have to worry about. That's false. There's a few other diseases now. I'm sure we actually heard about one in the news not too long ago. So, yeah, got to watch out. So, anyway, check out this article. There's a little video on it, too. Just because it's summer and people are outside more and some people might be hiking in the woods. Of Maryland, Michael. Now that now that I know you're that you're a ticks me, yes. Tell me, is a deer tick and a tick the same thing? Is a deer tick? I believe so. Okay, I, I you know so. I've always heard deer tick, and I was like, oh, in Maryland we like to worry about deer ticks, but I don't know if it was the same thing as like a regular tick. Obviously, it's very. Never mind. Yes, it's the okay. same thing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so next up, I just thought this was kind of a cool little story. Um, there's a house for sale in Vermont that is also in the province of Quebec. So the house is built on the border. So half of it is in Vermont and half of it is in the province of Quebec. You know, there's restaurants and bars like that on the border of the Netherlands and Belgium where due to local laws, they have to close half of it at certain times. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Well, how about that? So this thing, you could buy it for 109000 U.S. or Canadian? U.S. Or half and half. <laughs> half and <laughs> half, yeah, exactly. Um, it's a 7,000 square foot house cut into five vacant apartments on a lot. It's on a lot of land that's less than a quarter acre. 
It says uh, it straddles the border between BB Biba or BB Plain, Vermont, and Stansted, Quebec. Just from a, a space to cost ratio, it seems like it's worth buying. Yeah. Does it? I wonder if you can just freely walk into the U.S. Well, they have some. Uh, I see the picture. There's a border. Looks like a cop there. Yeah, it says residential streets that used to be open were blocked by gates. The back doors of an apartment building straddling the border has been locked shut. Um, there's a street that is the street right here is blocked by flower flower plots, flower plots, flower pots. <laughs> Although Canadians are still allowed to walk to the library's U.S. entrance without going through a border post. So, yeah, it used Seems to be like way open, and now it's kind of closed off, but you can still kind of walk over, you know, do, you know. So, interesting. It's interesting. It's just, uh, you know, one of those odd things. Now, we right might here, have found our new headquarters. Yeah, our international headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. That's right. Um, the IO and IO panel stands for international. Mm-hmm. The international output panel. Um. So yeah, just a just a neat little Ugh. little story. You Sounds got a hundred nine grand out. laying around, or you can get a loan. Go do it. I'll come up and visit. <laughs> Guaranteed. Several times per decade. Michael, yes. why do you always post I'm there. these? Why do you why do you always post these these uh at these news articles that are clearly from? A phone. <laughs> like, I was like, why does this article look so weird? Then I was like, oh, this is from a phone. That's why. We've discussed this before. Have we? Okay, all right. That's why yeah. Michael's main computing device is his telephone. That's correct. Cell phone, telephone. I boot up this computer once a week. Correct. Do this show on it, and then shut it down. Correct. You record all the links on your phone, and then put them in the show notes half an hour before we start. Correct. <laughs> well, well, I do. I do usually. If I find it necessary, I try to find the desktop version of the article. For these, I did not find it necessary. Fair enough. So, we you appreciate go. your effort. Yep. Um, when necessary. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, last but not least, I put a. Uh, I actually heard about this yesterday on the radio. A new warship was commissioned in Galveston, Texas. Is it the Zumwalt? It is the USS Gabrielle Giffords. What? Yes. This is the, the senator got the shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Her husband is Mark <laughs> Kelly, who was <laughs> a all the air out of your was sails. an astronaut, and he was also, I think, a captain in the Navy or something. Um. So this this ship is a uh, it's a smaller ship. It's uh, it's called a littoral class ship, which I was looking up what that is, and it's a smaller kind of ship that's used in the littoral zone. Littoral zone basically means closer into shore. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but it is a it is a combat ship. Okay. And you're looking at this if you actually look at this ship. You're like, it's one of those new ships that barely looks like a ship now. Like, there's hardly a deck, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this ship is from the year 2525, you know? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it looks all crazy, you know? But hey, cool. We got some cool ships out there. 
And so, yeah, I thought it was interesting that it was named after Gabrielle. Wait, is she Gifford. alive? Oh yeah, she survived, bro. Yeah, Gifford. I see this article is like Gifford's waves while attending the 2015 christening of the Navy ship bearing her name. Mm-hmm. Wait, how old is this? Uh, Friday. Saturday? This is the 2015 christening of the Navy. Maybe ship it was there. not deployed until then. I don't know. Oh, maybe so. Maybe it was being built. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Christening and deploy are two different things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is like one of those future ships. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Zoom wall class, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's now got the, just the... enough of a deck for a medevac chopper. The, I love uh... there's a picture of her overlaid with an M4 yeah. in front of the ship. What you the see, You see what website that's from, James? No, oh, it's probably good, right? Oh no, Infowars! <laughs> ah! You know the uh, the comments. So this uh, the link I put in the show notes is actually from foxnews.com. and the the comments at the bottom of the <laughs> the story are are quite interesting. Oh, please read some. Um, A, let's say let's see a new oiler the Harvey milk will be affectionately known around the fleet as the USS Vaseline. <laughs> I don't see much valor in the future for a warship named after an anti-gun person. Mm, fair. That doesn't make sense. Uh, next, next, they might name a ship after Ted Kennedy. It will not be allowed near any rivers, however. <laughs> oh, oh. That's a little shot there. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. Across said bow. A little nautical here. Okay. Someone wrote, is it a garbage scow? Oh. This whole thing is disgusting. A slap in the face to real American heroes. And then someone else wrote, in quotes, clitoral waters. You know, mm-hmm. littoral. How do these people have this such time to be obsessed about this lady? <laughs> she got shot in the fucking head. I think she's more of a boss than most people, except for a soldier who got shot somewhere. <laughs> if they Not truly, necessarily the head. If they truly wanted to name a ship after Gabrielle Giffords, they should have called it the USS Dingbat or the USS Hypocrite. Hmm. Jeez. I tell you, man. I know nothing about her, but I like those comments. I don't know anything about her. I just know that this is like, that's hardcore, man. This is a very sad day in American naval history. Really? Sad to see the libtards getting ships named after them. So what she got shot? It happens when you're a politician. You're uh, misspelled, by the way. Risk (laughs) of the job. How about name something like this off people who rightfully deserve it? Chris Kyle? Mm, okay, debatable. Mm, true, yeah. Then someone else wrote, guns are fine by themselves, but some of the owners need to be restrained. And then someone replied to that, you should have your keyboard confiscated. Huh? Yeah, people are fucking stupid, man. I was like, read these, I was like, really? Really? I was like, oh yeah, it's the internet, I forgot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fun, fun stuff, fun stuff. Chris Kyle mm-hmm. should have a ship named after him. That'd be reasonable. Well, it's, okay, that's fine. That doesn't he, mean hero she, slash murderer. That doesn't mean she sh- shouldn't. Hero slash murderer, Chris Kyle. Yeah. 
Who'd he murder? Was he like hunting people down, not under order? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Evan has a dossier on him. Apparently. Yeah, I contacted your your rogue information group. They don't have anything on him. He didn't play Star Citizen. <laughs> Hands-on inside Nomadic VR's physical playground. So what is this, James? These are the links. We talked about these earlier. James was just putting yeah, yeah, yeah. in there oh, okay. retroactively. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Got it. So that's, the, so that's the Nomadic thing. Honestly, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> Um, the first five or ten minutes are like gameplay. Of course, the, the the guys from Tested talk for a bit. Um, but the the gameplay is pretty good, so it's worth watching. You know, worth your time to watch it. Um, but I wouldn't watch the the rest of the video is a, a technical breakdown by the two guys who make it. Um, mm-hmm. I could see it being really cool, you know. But anyway, the links are there. Take a look at them. All right, cool. Thank you, James. No problem, Chief. So guys, we're looks like we're at the end of our at the end of our ropes. The end of our ropes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the end of our collective ropes. No. We've um, reached the end. We've How reached was that the monitor? End. Uh oh, that's a laptop. Okay. Oh yeah. So uh you guys got anything else before we I I do not. What's going on this week? What's what's coming up? Nothing. Nothing nothing that I can think of right now. Hmm. No shows, no. No, not until uh, July 6th and then August 20th. Hmm. Okay. What about you, James? You got anything coming up? Um, no. No, I don't think I do, actually. Um, no more, yeah, no more missions? Ahead. No, air, no airsoft missions. Not airsoft. Um, the next events in October. There's a few small events I wanted to go to, but I'm not going to go to. And um, I got to work out moving, so I'll be moving sooner or later. So I got to work. That's my next priority. Moving, huh? Yeah. Well, that ought to be fun. You know it. You know I'll it. uh, I'll let you know when an apartment is available at our new headquarters. Perfect. Hey, it's, choose, already, it's already divided. Choose which side so. you want. Perfect. <laughs> Either north or the south. That's right. That's right. Evan? I do believe next weekend is Father's Day. So right. just a heads up to anyone listening. If you forgot. And uh, what will you be doing on Father's Day, Evan? Sitting in this room, making a 15-minute call to my dad, presumably. Me as well. Did you hear about the? Uh... Like, did you hear? <laughs> so no. I don't know where I was going with that. No, about the um, the guys on Craigslist who were like, "Yeah, we want to have." They wanted to rent a dad for Father's Day to come out and barbecue. That scene. I did see familiar. that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and uh, they actually got a bunch of people. One guy, you know, the the the, the their requirements were really hilarious. It was like. It was like it's like generic father wanted or something. Like, yeah, it was like a mu- must address everyone as chief, little guy, <laughs> scrap, and boss. You know, it was. And I was like, I was like, of course, like that's, that's like that's perfect. awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what they were doing, and now they've changed it to only saying we're only going to settle for having Bill Murray. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know it's how like, well that's going to work out, but uniform requirements. Collared cotton shirt, 
tucked into hiked-up jean shorts with white New Balance shoes and tube socks. That's right. Hmm. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was pretty fun. I could almost accommodate. <laughs> <laughs> well, your name has to be Randy. I think it's like Randy, Dan, or like something. Like the, your real name has to be one of those three real names they've listed. Well, that's a very stringent requirement. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I don't think I have anything really coming up this week. Uh, more of the same, you know? So, working, living, use that term oh. loosely. Go ahead. You know what? Let me cut off your uh, sad, sad um, <laughs> <laughs> follow-up. Um I am going to try to play, and I'm going to try to start another project and not complete it. Good. Called Photogrammetry. I'm going to try to play with that. I need to uh, find a place to do it, but basically it's where you take a bunch of pictures of something and then run it through a program called AggieSoft, and then and then you run that through Blender, and then from Blender you make a game level in VR that you can walk around. So... I'm going to try to do that. Uh, very interesting stuff. I've seen some very good... Steam gives a very good kind of walkthrough of how it's done. And they gave me the software titles. The software costs $3,400. But Ooh. there is a trial for 30 days for free. And a standard version for 179 So if I can make it work, then I think it'd be really cool. You know, you don't have to... You just, they did a entire graveyard walkthrough... Um, like an English, an old English graveyard, and it had like f- four hundred and seventy-three pictures. So not that bad. Very good resolution. Um, you have to do some editing and fixing and stuff like that, but you can avoid that by taking pictures of things that aren't hairy or grassy. So I wanted to try to, to go downtown and do something. Take a picture of like I don't know something cool. I can't think of what it might be, but something cool. So we'll see. Um, I'm gonna work on that in the next couple of weeks. I'll be trying maybe to a, a government building that is a certain shape. Hmm. Perhaps Here, don't forget your trench coat. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll see. Uh huh. All right. Well, you let us know on that, James. Will do. Will do. Will do. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. You can check us out at iopanelpodcast.com. Twitter.com slash IOPanelPodcast. You can send us any email, questions, comments, hate mail, feedback at IOPanelPodcast.com. And also on our website, check us out on the right-hand side. We have uh, links to everything, including our Facebook, Twitter, our Amazon affiliate link. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, please use our link first if you... uh, wouldn't mind just so we get a couple bucks thrown our way. Um, you can also subscribe to the podcast using the links on there. We have links to the RSS feed directly, or you can link to uh, iTunes so you can do it on your phone, or even Google Play. So we're on there as well. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
Just run! 